because it almost sounds like when someone says I have trauma, it sounds like we're carrying trauma in a suitcase and we kind of are, but it's our bodies. And so, and I think we don't always realize what is held both in the brain and the body. Hello, and welcome to the She Believes She Could podcast. I'm your host, Allison Walsh. I'm a corporate executive, entrepreneur, coach, professional speaker, and mom of three who's obsessed with mindset, confidence, brand building, and helping you create the life and career that you can't stop thinking about. If you're a queen who's chasing your dreams, you are in the right place. I love nothing more than empowering you and equipping you with inspiration, motivation, and the resources you need to make your goals a reality. This show is designed with your dreams in mind, and I am so excited for you to soak up the knowledge and wisdom that my incredible network of guests will share with you. They're successful leaders, impact makers, and world changers, and they're coming in hot with words of wisdom to help you go farther, faster, and make epic things happen for your future. Remember that I believe in you 1000%, and my goal is that you do too. Never forget that you are a queen and you deserve to have it all. So sit back, relax, and get your favorite note-taking device because you're about to receive positive vibes and advice that will help you level up in business and in life. Now let's get to work. As women, you know how using your voice is just as important as believing your voice matters. That's why my friend Trisha Brooke is the transformational speaker coach and mentor for you. She's teaching a live virtual speaking masterclass that you don't want to miss. Head on over to theartofthebigtalk.com forward slash she could and join her on February 7th and 8th for only $47. That's theartofthebigtalk.com forward slash she could. Today's guest is one of my favorite people. Her name is Sandy Nebel. She's a longtime friend, client, therapist, an amazing person. She brings us her experience and specialized training in helping people overcome struggles with food, weight, and body esteem. She's worked for 20 years in private practice and residential settings. She's a licensed psychotherapist in multiple states, a certified eating disorder specialist, master accelerated resolution therapy practitioner for trauma, registered yoga teacher, certified soul collage facilitator, and a corporate speaker and presenter. A published author on the topic of journaling, Sandy facilitates two therapeutic journaling classes each week at a residential setting in North Carolina. Her book, The Weekly Nourishment Journal, A Healing Practice to Free the Mind and Body, was just released and is available on Amazon and through the publisher, Balboa Press, a division of Hay House. Sandy has recently relocated to Chapel Hill, North Carolina from Florida and Tennessee. I absolutely adore Sandy and I cannot wait for you to meet her today. I think there's so much wisdom that she can offer you. And I'm really excited for her to share more about what she's offering in the new year when it comes to helping guide you throughout 2024. So let's get started. All right. Well, Sandy, I am so thrilled you are on our show today. Would you mind just sharing a little bit more about yourself with our audience? Sure. I'm Sandy Nebel. And I always start off by saying I'm a licensed mental health counselor and I have some other initials in other states. I'm also a certified eating disorder specialist, and I'm master certified in accelerated resolution therapy. I'm an author as of the last few months, published author, I guess I'm supposed to say. I'm getting used to that. And um, here and there, I do some speaking and training for employee assistance programs. So I like a, kind of a varied 
kind of uh, agenda. And I guess I should add something personally that right now I reside in North Carolina in Chapel Hill and I have three adult grown children and I could go on about that, but I won't. (laughs) Well, and I am just so grateful for you, Sandy. I've had the honor and privilege of knowing you for many, many years. And when I think back, it was really the eating disorder network of central Florida. And like your office was really close to where my office was. And we got to, to collaborate and do a lot of really cool things then, and just have been working together for a lot, a lot of years. And, um, you know, I think I've, I've been nudging you to come on the show for a while now, because uh, for those of you that read the book, you know that um, I I talk about this period of time where there was, uh, you know, I was going through a lot of contemplation and a lot Mm -hmm. of things that I was, you know, making big decisions on. And I had, I surrounded myself with support and Sandy was one of those individuals that I reached out to. And it was such a a process for me to make a really big decision, but it was probably one of the best things I did was say, Hey, Sandy, I need your help Mm -hmm. with this. And it was so beautiful, but I want to get into that a little bit later Mm -hmm. first, but talk to me though, because I think one of the things that I, I love about you, Sandy, is that this career that you're in now and, and everything that you've built with your business and everything is actually a second chapter, right? You yes. did something else yes. before this. And I would love for you just to share that as well with our audience. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So um, my degree is in, um, my bachelor's degree is in interior design and it's more of less decorative, well, they include decorative, but it was also more in the construction. And I had a, a couple of years undergrad also in architecture. So I loved residential. I loved commercial. I kind of evolved with that. And um, I was packing recently because I've been I've been moving and I found a newspaper article from when I was in my 20s. And where I was teaching a class at Palm Beach, it was called Palm Beach Junior College at the time. And um, it was on achieving individuality in interior design. So I was already into like the psychological part of things. And I remember going to a client because I had to sometimes make home visits for interior design. And I went to this couple's house and they said, you know, and they probably would see me again and say the same thing. You really need to cut your hair to be more professional. And then I found out they were in the hair business. So I was like, okay, I can hear you on this. And so that picture reminds me of that. These people like kind of gave me all these suggestions and um, they said, it really fits your personality. And they were talking about all this psychological stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're in the hair business. So I tried to even weave that into interior design and take people's, I mean, it's very personal, right? Colors, things we like. And so it's interesting. I feel like that was the prequel to becoming a a therapist, a psychotherapist is having that information and knowledge about people, I think was so helpful. Well, it's so cool too. I mean, and and you're so intuitive and you pick up on things about people and you have this beautiful sense about you. And, but I love to like, I mean, I've obviously done a lot of work in the behavioral health industry Mm -hmm. and have had the chance to, you know, really see other, you know, clinicians build their practices. And I was just always so impressed with, how you built yours and, you know, you have white picket fence and you had this Mm -hmm. beautiful home and so many people's lives were changed there. And you've helped so many individuals, especially in the eating disorder world. That was how we got to know each other. And 
Um, I think it's just incredible. So like walk me through that too, because you, mm-hmm. you left a career to start this and you mm-hmm. didn't just like dip your toe in the water. It was like, nope, I'm going in. You have this entrepreneurial mindset, which I really mm-hmm. appreciate. So can you share with those listening a little bit? So more about as that? you're saying this, I guess it's the first time I realized, no wonder you would like this because it was the ultimate branding, right? It was, I mean, here are um, a lot of us were the, in our second careers. So, um, and then I bought this building, an old house that was built in 1925 and it had a white picket fence. And so we named it White Picket Fence Counseling Center. But I think because of, this is what clients told us anyway, partially because of our ages and partially because the building had always been there. People thought we were there forever and they thought we were practicing 30 years. And a lot of us were were newer, but again, had had second you know, this has been second careers. So, and I remember spending first couple of years, I would say this is 90% marketing, 10% clients, and then watch that percentage change. But I I think I felt so uh, grateful to the marketing aspect that I've really kept that up. And the whole thing was branding. I mean, people walked in, there were people that called us and said, I just want to come there because it looks so homey. I mean, and I got to apply all those interior design tools and make an office that used to be a dining room in this house into mine. And someone recently wrote me something about it saying, I just remember that. And I I felt so good. In fact, it's in um, one of my clients' books um, about how comfortable it was of a setting. And I just totally wanted to create that. And at the time, I was a little anti-office buildings, which I see the merit in, you know, commercial building. But that was just, it. it's just the ultimate setting. It was a beautiful, beautiful place too. And, you know, you've done so much work just around, you know, body esteem as well and and helping individuals at at different stages and phases of their relationships with their bodies. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's so much meaningful work there. So really, what do you see as like the greatest opportunity for you to serve the clientele that you, you love so dearly? What do you love most? I, I love doing as many groups as I can, classes, um, whether they're supportive groups, whether they're psychoed, we call psychoeducational classes, which I have the opportunity to do at a center each week. I and I and some online and workshops. I think that I am so entrenched in the belief of meeting people where they're at and knowing that not everyone benefits from just, just, it's not really a just, but from talk therapy, not everyone benefits from some kind of creative expressive arts therapy. Um, some people benefit from walk and talk therapy. And so um, same thing goes with groups and I can come in with a whole plan. Well, I usually come in with two just in case. And um, and it typically goes where the group needs it to go to. It's so, it's so I don't know, serendipitous and amazing that that's the kind of process that thrills me is meeting anyone that has any of these issues, body esteem, self-esteem, self-confidence issues, um, and any kind of disordered eating along with relationships and everything else is meeting people just exactly where they're at and finding what works for them right at that time. It can shift, but, you know, really finding what works for them. Well, and it's so cool because I've seen, I've seen you, you know, I've, I've 
watched you put these groups together, right? Mm -hmm. And then obviously we had the chance to work together in the early days Mm -hmm. of advanced recovery systems, right? Out at the recovery village. And, you know, also everything that you've done with yoga therapy over the years Mm -hmm. too. So it's like, not only do you have the clinical expertise, but you weave all of the yoga into it as well. I mean, it's just, it's such a cool process. So talk to us a little bit more about that too, and just the integration of all of that and how that's so effective for people. Okay. I loved um, that time when I had the opportunity of doing the yoga therapy. Um, It was always that the groups, it was hard to find a space. So I remember leading yoga in a room that had all kinds of workout machines and then, um, and people would just be lying down in between the machines. And then someone would come back later and say, I remember this, where's the workout room? I said, right there, remember where we had yoga this morning? And they're like, we were in there. Like they didn't, they were so transported elsewhere. It was so thrilling to see that they didn't even remember the room or, you know, working with 50 people taking yoga all around the perimeter of a huge central room um, was so thrilling and watch people have that chance. So I, you know, I saw it even in the trainings that I do where I lead short meditations, I see that I have a three minute meditation that can transform people so that they can do that during the workday. It's only three minutes. And, you know, we're all saying, why don't we do that all the time? You know, so it's, um, it's, it's not only rewarding, it feels more like, I don't know, not even a passion, but like, uh, an assignment, you know, that this is just what I need to do and help people to, um, you know, maybe heal or recover or grow from bottom up, not just from thinking and cognitions, I think is very helpful. You do an amazing job at it. And it's been so cool to see just even you lean into other areas that you're passionate about. And I want to get into the book here in a second, but I want to pause because one of the more recent additions and and passions of yours has been everything with ART. And Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to talk to the audience because for somebody that I didn't even realize, and I'll just start with my own experience. I didn't even realize how I was holding on to something that was so awful for so long. And mm-hmm. and it wasn't until, as I mentioned earlier, I was in this process of making a really big decision and something triggered some of these awful feelings from the past and a traumatic experience that I had, had gone through. And it was so loud in my head and my heart and it was heavy. And I was blown away by everything that you were able to help me do, right? And how to to process that and, and move through it. It was one of the most powerful things to feel free from that. So can you mm-hmm. explain what it is, if somebody's never heard of this, mm-hmm. what it is and who it can help? Because okay. I want to make sure that everybody listening knows mm-hmm. that there is relief from mm-hmm. trauma and yes. from, from lived experiences. And there are people like you that can really help them move through it. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't always know something is trauma. I think when I was growing up, my parents or whoever around me used the word, like something might've been a traumatic experience, but they didn't say trauma, like as if it's something we actually do carry with us. Cause it almost it sounds like when someone says, I have trauma, it sounds like we're carrying trauma in a suitcase. And we kind of are, but it's our bodies. And so, and I think we don't always realize what is held both in the brain and the body. 
And so um, in my practice, I, I knew for several years that there had to be something else to be able to help people make some shifts where they were stuck and it was over and over and not even realizing it. You know, we could maybe identify a couple of things by talk therapy, but I knew there was more. So that's why I even grew the yoga therapy thinking we could just do it that way. But um, I, I learned about ART way back and I learned about it from a client who um, had had gone to a couple of set? Well, at that point, she had gone to one session about um, needing to recover and get past some major grief issue. And she came in, or she's seeing me for something else. And I remember her saying, "This it was a one and done." And I'm like, "Okay, right, you know." And so I researched a little more about it, and then she also told me more about it. And at some point during our work, she said, you know what, I think I need to go do another session on this. And so she went back to her same place um, and she did another session and she was, it, it just healed. It seemed to heal, it moved things out of the way to help heal almost everything that was bringing her to therapy at the time. I was baffled by this. So I knew this is something important for my practice. If you want to transform from being a good speaker to a great speaker and start using your voice to increase your impact, your visibility, and your income, there is only one person I know who can guarantee your success. I've known Trisha Brooke for years, and she's the best in the business. She's literally supported thousands of thought leaders in becoming top speakers and influential voices. Speaking is how you become the authority in your field. And when you have the tools and techniques to speak effectively as a leader, your credibility skyrockets. Trisha is teaching a two-day live virtual masterclass on February 7th and 8th for just $47. This masterclass only happens twice a year, so you'll want to register now so you can add speaking to your business model for 2024. Head on over to theartofthebigtalk.com forward slash she could and start stepping onto big stages. That's theartofthebigtalk.com forward slash she could. And I was anxious to get trained and then it was COVID and um, I knew maybe there might be trainings online, but I thought this can't be. So I waited and I went um, I actually attended two of the basic trainings, one where I got trained and then I audited in another town. I took the training in Tampa and I audited in Asheville and that really sealed it. Apparently it takes me twice to really learn something thoroughly and that's good. Um, but what happened to me from my first training, what I experienced, because we we have to practice on each other. And there were several people in the room when we're doing our training. And um, the person, you know, all she needed to do was basically kind of read where we're learning the protocol. And she said things to me like, because it was about my knee, I had a traumatic knee injury. And it was keeping me from living my life freely. So I, um, I just I, I did my training with her on my knee and being able to be have more freedom around it. And she even said something to me like, oh, I have lots of clients with knee injuries and pain. I said, I don't have pain. I have this trauma and didn't realize it at the time that the trauma part, because it was traumatic falling, it was traumatic going in the end, you know, all the things, the pain was, I can't even describe like a 20 when it's one to 10, you know. 
And um, the whole experience was so intense. However, the clincher part for the trauma was when the nurses wouldn't hear me when I said I had to use the restroom in the hospital. And they're like, nope, it says you can put your pressure on as tolerated and wait on it as tolerated. And I said, I can't, I know. They didn't hear me or listen. And I, they had me standing up and I said, I'm going to pass out. And they go, stay with me, Sandy, stay with me. And, and that's when I passed out. And so the trauma of it that lasted, the residual trauma, because after that I had healing, 18 months of PT, things that you do normally. I After this training, I was able to the next weekend, I stopped carrying my brace in the car for in case I stopped using a cane and I went to visit a friend of ours who's um, in North Georgia and we went hiking all over her property. And I would be like, Stacy, Stacy, wait up. And she couldn't hear me. And I was like, oh, I guess I just have to catch up to her. And it was, I were tubing in her river. This is one week after that training. And it was truly a one and done. I mean, it's crazy that, you know, how wonderful that can be. So I knew for myself. And then I offered it to a lot of my regular clients. I know I'm going on and on about it. I'll wrap it up. <laughs> um, I offered it to a lot of my regular clients. And there were people that had come to see me once a week for a couple of years. And then they didn't contact me after we did a session of ART about some traumatic event in their life. And so I contact them and say, which you don't normally as a therapist, but follow up for sure. I said, everything okay? Because I thought maybe they were like, that wasn't cool or something. And it was like, wow, I forgot to even make another appointment. I guess I should. And then one other appointment and that was it. So, and this was not just one person, it was many people. So the results have been just over the top successful, like your example, but watching people make these huge changes in their lives, their relationships, you know, so much eating issues, all kinds of behaviors, anxiety. It's, it's been amazing. I know well, that was a lot. I can't help no, it. It's so good though, <laughs> because here's the thing, like, I, I think for those that have never heard of it before, you know, it's, it's important to understand how this could be applicable for them. And, you know, it just, it was a game changer. And now, you know, what I love is that I I know it exists. So as other things surface, right? I always say you have to know what the tools are in your, your toolbox. You don't need to use them right. all the time, but knowing right. that they're there, mm -hmm. like I know that worked for me. And yes. I know I was able to move through something that yes. had really kind of haunted me for decades mm -hmm. that I yeah. had not dealt with at all, right. even right. through all of the treatment I went through when I was a teenager, right? Like for yes. my eating disorder and everything else, like mm -hmm. I never worked on that. Yes. And there it was rearing its ugly head 25 years later. And um, it was just a game changer. So I really yeah. encourage people that if you are resonating with this or you're hearing about this for the first time and it sounds interesting and it could help be helpful, like you got to reach out to Sandy and, and whether it's you or you can connect her with somebody yeah. else, connect them yeah. with somebody else that could so be helpful. So I should add that, um, so it's called accelerated resolution therapy. We call it ART. 
So not to be mistaken with art therapy. And um, it's an eye movement therapy. However, if someone for some reason medically is not able to move their eyes, there are other ways of doing this. And it's typically done in person, but I got some extra training over the last year with someone that has done a couple thousand sessions online just to make sure that I can do that. And it's been incredibly successful as well. So it's, it's incredible. So love this. The other thing that I am really excited to share with everybody today is, is your book. So I know this had been um, on the bucket list for quite some time and a true labor of love. You poured so much energy into the book. So can you share with us what it is and uh, who it's meant to serve? I know. For some, they'll be able to see clips of this or whatever. So I thought I'd bring a prop. Um, So it's called the Weekly Nourishment Journal. And um, it came about over 10 years, which is both I'm excited to say, and I'm also sometimes ah, embarrassed that it took that. But I'll just say it takes what it takes, because it's not like I didn't work on it continuously, but obviously not daily. Don't anyone think that that was it? And it just evolved. So I, it is a book of 52 weeks of prompts. It's got um, a share, a reading, and then followed by three prompts. And my suggestion, if someone needs a suggestion, is that you read the, the, the reading on Sunday and then you choose the first prompt or one of the prompts, and then you do another one, maybe Wednesday, another one, maybe Friday. So that, um, you know, my thing is let's pierce that all or nothing thinking. And just so that there's a continuous flow, but it's not a have to for every day. And then there's some um, special, special readings at the end for holidays and some different occasions. However, I think it's very, very doable and um, it, it clearly relates to self-esteem, body image issues, um, all kinds of eating issues, anything from a restrictive eating disorder to a, to a compensatory eating disorder or a binge eating disorder or any kind of combination because it's not really that simple or emotional eating. So I, I do have something in, in the book about how I'll change interchange the wording because everyone identifies themselves differently as far as there's a gazillion issues. So, you know, it's not going to be just called one thing. So I feel like it's very, very um, palpable that it's doable and, and hopefully relatable. And um, so, yes, it was published in August and I'm super excited about it. I am so proud of you for releasing your book baby to life, because I know how much love and energy you invested into this. And it's wonderful. And I do think like, as we think about the time of year, this is a beautiful way for somebody to have something that can take them into the new year throughout the year. Right. And it's not too much of a commitment, but I know that you, you do care deeply about walking alongside Mm -hmm. people. You also have, you know, every week you can sign up with Sandy and you can get these beautiful texts three times Mm -hmm. a week um, that are journal prompts. And so in addition to the book, she's got that. She has so many wonderful offerings to to run alongside you and support you in your journey. So I really encourage you. you to to check out everything Sandy has to offer. And of course, we'll link to everything in the show notes. But um, Sandy, you know, I also love to ask, like, who else should we be reading or following or being inspired by? So, you know, of course, um, I do enjoy nonfiction. 
Um, I don't read a lot of it because I go to a lot of trainings and conferences and study those materials. So um, one of my latest is Atomic Habits. Um, I just think it's a great book. I find myself referring to it, so I must think it's a great book and um, by James Clear. However, um, what I really encourage people to do is read a lot of fiction. And I think fiction really helps us to get to know people. I read everything from um, um, graphic design, graphic book, graphic novels, to um, books about any age group. I read books that are for teens. I read young and young adults all the way to, you know, older adults and way older adults. Now I say way older because as I inch up there and um, but yes, I'm on Goodreads. So someone can see some of the books I read. I don't always rate them all, but I just, I love to have quite a variety and um I mean, I could rattle off a few or maybe I'll just add them to my website or something because there's just so many to love, like books like by Maggie O'Farrell. Um, one of my favorite books was The Hundred Years of Lenny and Margot by Marianne Cronin. And however, I did read that book when I was driving on a 12 hour trip one time and it was raining and I was crying. And so that wasn't a great combo, but it was so moving. So you're not necessarily going to cry. I don't want to say that, but. <laughs> but I love those suggestions and you know, we, we are all avid readers over here. So appreciate that. And then Sandy, if somebody wants to connect with you or, or just follow along on your journey, where should they go? What should they do? So I'm, um, my website is called white picket fence counseling center.com. It's also available under my name, which is Sandy Niebel.com. It, it'll take you to the same place. And um, I'm on social media under white picket fence counseling is Instagram. I I'm on Facebook. Um, that's and LinkedIn, that's pretty much the extent of it. It's like, you know, as far as media, I do put out a blog right now because the book really took over. It's kind of haphazard as, as delivery of the blog post, but it's coming out again soon because I've written, you know, some up that need, need to be, uh, you know, put out there. So well, you've written like thousands of blog posts oh, yeah. too. Yeah, which is they're so on cool. my website. Yeah. <laughs> so you can find a lot of great content that Sandy's created over the years. Thank Sandy, you. thank you so much for being thank you. you. For being, it's an honor. Uh, being here, being a special person in my life. And I'm just very, very grateful. And thank you for finally taking me up on my offer to share all of the goodness that you you so freely share with the world, uh, but with this audience especially. Thank so thank you. It's really an honor and it's fun. I hope you loved this show. If you did, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. It makes a big difference and helps a lot more queens who are chasing their dreams to find this show too. We work really hard on creating a quality production and I want to make sure as many people that need to listen to it can. So we appreciate your help in advance. And of course, check out the show notes. We always include lots of great information in there as well as links so that you can continue the conversation or access additional support or resources or the book recommendations from our guests. So please check that out. We would love for you to continue to stay engaged with our beautiful community. You can also access the She Believed She Could Facebook community from the link in the show notes as well. And you know, we'll be continuing the conversation at Allison Walsh on Instagram. So please join us there. And remember, I believe in you 1000%. And my goal is that you do too. So please stay connected. Let me know how I can support you as you chase and accomplish your goals. I'm always happy to make a connection 
connection, or maybe it's just to fill up your cup and tell you that you're an awesome queen that can accomplish anything that you set your mind to. So whatever you need, I'm here for you. I'm so excited for you. Stay focused, beautiful. It is all within reach and you deserve abundant success. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.